Are you struggling to make a podcast? You don't have the content? Well, let me help you. This is THD Country Nerd 252. What I did, I was in the same position, just struggling, didn't know where to go. So I found about the Anchor app. The Anchor app was simple. Download it from the iTunes app or Google Play. That way, our Anchor it allows you to create content, record the podcast, and it easily help you distribute to every podcast platform. Take it from me, easy content. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to D Country Nerd 252 Podcast. Now, today's episode, we're going to talk about the first team All-NBA. Now, this is a very tough list. It was very tough because everything was just so close. There's nobody who really stood out because it's the most intriguing season ever. Now, let me start with my third team. On my third team, I got LaMelo Ball. He's averaging 27-8. and He's a damn good underrated passer. And ever since he went on the Charlotte Hornets, they've been playing teams. Now, I like like the combination of him and Rozier. But I think if you give LaMelo Ball just a few more pieces, he has the potential to make the Hornets at least a top six seed. Now, also on my third team, I got DeMar DeRozan. He's averaging 28-5-5. He broke Wilt Chamberlain's record of 35-plus points in seven-plus games on 50% shooting. Now, imagine what he can do on the Lakers. He also has the nastiest mid-range game in the NBA. And boy, without him, what would the Chicago Bulls be? Now, also on my list, I got Pascal Siakam. Now, he's averaging 23, 9, and 5. He's got the Raptors, surprisingly, at 47 and 33. Now, I think he's been underrated. I think the Raptors can cause a lot of problems. But he was barely overlooked. I know Kawhi Leonard was the steer head of that epic finals run they had, but Pascal, you know, Pascal Siakam put up points and played some defense. Also, I got Jimmy Butler. He's averaging 21-6-6. He's the heart and soul of that team. He's got Miami as the number one seed. He's a damn good defender. And despite his heated issue that we all saw with Spolstra and Haslam, I still think he can bring the troops together. And it wasn't that long ago they was in the NBA Finals against the Lakers. And if he didn't show up, they probably would have got swept. Now, on this one, I was struggling. But I had to go with DeAndre Ayton. He's on the best team in the NBA. He's averaging 17, 10, and 2. And I think after the finals run last year, I think he learned from his mistakes. I think he learned better. I think after Giannis, it was just barbecue chicken all day. I, I think he has learned better. He's going to play better defense. He's going to play smart. I will going to put Rudy Gobert because he leads the league in 7% shooting, but I don't trust his heart. I don't trust his mental space. And quite frankly, I don't believe in the Utah Jazz. So it's like I can't give it to him based on reputation. 
it's like he literally has not gotten better since he's gotten the league. Yeah, he's a three-time defensive player of the year. Can't sneeze at that. But can't, at least Dwight Howard and his dominant presence played better than Rudy Gobert. Now, my second team, I got Trey Young. He's averaging 28, 4, and 10. And the Hawks started off really terrible, but they're like 25 and 13 in the last two or three months. And they're in the playoffs. And that means a lot to me. And I think he has something to prove that last year when they went to the Easter Conference Finals, it wasn't a fluke, that they're for real. And she's going to establish Chef as one of the top point guards in the league. And I like that. Now, I got John Morant averaging 28, 6, and 7. Now, I understand the Grizzlies are 20 and 3 without him. Impressive. But they're still a young team, and they're going to need him in the playoffs. Because in the playoffs, the game slows down, and teams will get more physical with you. And also, coaching matters. So I think the teams they play who are more physical, they're going to outcoach them. They're going to scheme them up. Because we saw what happened last year. They beat the Jazz, but then the Jazz figured them out, got physical with them, and they lost. On my second team also, I got Jason Tatum. He's averaging 27-8-4. and four. Now, there are so many expectations for the Celtics. They were god-awful in the beginning of the season. But when Ime Udoka, who a, did a damn good job as the coach, once he figured out the right system and how to play Tatum and Brown together and the right defensive parts, he took off. He's on his way to that superstar level. And obviously, when you play for a story franchise like the Boston Celtics, you got to play like a superstar. And I'm very impressed with him. I got Kevin Durant on my second team, averaging 37-6. and six. Now, before he got hurt, there was a top seed in the East. After he got hurt and James Harden pouted his way out of Brooklyn and Kyrie Irving became a part-time player, now they're in the play-in. And just remember, with the hobble James Harden last year and without Kyrie Irving, he took he almost beat the Milwaukee Bucks by himself. If his toe was not on the line, they would have beat Milwaukee in game seven. So I want people to remember that. Also, I got Carl Anthony Towns. He's averaging 25, 10, and 4. He won a three-point competition. I think he established himself as one of the top centers in the NBA. And the fact that he's got Minnesota. And the plan says a lot about his character. And of course, rest in peace. You know, his mom passed away because of COVID. He's been playing off emotion and aggression. And I think that should be taken into consideration. Now the first team, I got Luka. He's averaging 28, 9, and 8. He came into the season out of shape. Really wasn't sure on Jason Kidd. Had his beef with Christoph Porzingis. But once he got back in shape... Listen to Jason Kidd, who's a Hall of Fame point guard, and they got rid of Porzingis. They got Spencer Dinwiddie. He took off. But the only thing I will say is, in the playoffs, the biggest thing, biggest concern about him is he disappears in the fourth quarter. He just runs out of gas. And if they want to win their first playoff series, 
he's got to be consistent in the fourth quarter. Also, I got Devin Booker. He's averaging 27, 5, and 5. The Suns are 63 and 17. Without Chris Paul, who's the leader of that team, Devin Booker has been leading that team. And I think if they Phoenix Suns, who I picked to win a championship, if they win, it's got to be based on him. Because Chris Paul is going to do Chris Paul. Chris Paul is going to make Chris Paul makes shots easy for everybody. And of course, he can get his when necessary. I know DeRozan, DeRozan has the nastiest mid-range game, but when Chris Paul gets hot from that 10, 15 foot, it's over. Now, got Giannis averaging 30, 12, and 6. You know, Giannis, he's the reigning champion, finals MVP. He dropped 50 in game six of the finals and had some impressive wins. I mean, he became clutch against that game in the 76ers. Hit a big shot, then block and bead shot. And against the Nets, hit some clutch threes to send the game into overtime and to bring the team back. So Giannis is doing Giannis things. Now in B, he's averaging 30.4, 12.4. Now this is the healthiest he has been. And based on what's happened with Ben Simmons, the fact that he took it to another level and they're a pretty good team, I give him the credit in the world. Now James Harden is struggling offensively and defensively. But Thibault is playing good offensively, defensively. Tobias Harris is a no-show. So he's basically playing like Superman. So he's definitely on first team. And then we got the Joker, the reigning MVP. He's averaging 27, 14, and 8. He became the first player in the 75-year history of the NBA to have 2,000 points, 1,000 rebounds, 500 assists. And he plays for the Denver Nuggets. Without Michael Porter Jr., without Jamal Murray. No disrespect to the other players like Aaron Gordon, Will Barton, Jeff Greens of the world. You, they'll be a lottery pick without Nikola Jokic. And because of that 2,000, 1,500 club, first player, I think he literally just stole the NBA MVP. Remember, he's the first second-round player ever to win MVP. But I think based on that alone, he's about to win it again. I Me mean, first, my MVP was Embiid. Then he slowed down. Then I had Giannis. But then after Jokic's performance last night, and the fact he's in this, he's the only player in the 75-year history of the NBA, had 2,000 points. 1,000 rebounds, 500 assists. He literally just stole the MVP. So I'm, I know people are asking, hmm, there's two people you left off. I'm pretty sure you know who you're talking about. Steph Curry and LeBron James. Now I know in year 19, LeBron James been averaging 30. Well, you know, I can't put him on any on NBA team because you didn't even make the play-in. You know, so I'm going to have to hold that against them. 
He's part of the construction of this terrible roster. He signed off on it. And that's on him. Now, as for our Steph Curry, in the first month of the NBA, he was far and away the MVP. He broke the record, of course. I think after breaking the record, he kind of tailed off. Wasn't himself defensively. Was going damn near 4-4-11 every night from three. Then on that losing streak they had, he was making costly turnovers and making just bad shots. Lucky for the Warriors, they have that bench. And even though Klay Thompson is not Klay Thompson yet, he's still getting his legs under him. And, of course, you got Draymond Green, who could defend all five positions, and he could play in point. And then you got that bench. So I'm sorry, Steph Curry. I, I, take, I, I couldn't put you on the list. So that is my all-NBA team. If you agree with me or disagree with me, hit me up on my Twitter. Hit me on my Snapchat. You know what to do. So I'd like to thank you guys for listening. I love all of you. Never let society dictate how you should think or feel. I'm out.